Hello. There you are. I'm dying to talk. Wait, one second. Really quick. Hang on. Un café con leche. Gracias. And what's going on, girl? Oh, trouble. Trouble in paradise. Welcome to Double Trouble, a podcast narrated by identical twins living in organized chaos, trying to figure out what's up and what's down in this world, all while living 2,000 miles apart. Join the combo, my friends. Double trouble coming at you. Lane and Nell. Good Hello. morning. Good afternoon. Good, afternoon. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> Whatever time of the day it is where you are. Oh my goodness. Here we are. We wanted uh let's I think we should first check in by just like what's what's going on in our lives, a little double trouble twin talk, trouble yes. talk before we get into our topic du jour. A, a micro, a micro check-in. It's not like too much to get into. It's just like a little mini, a micro like, check-in. Micro check-in. Um I'm just recovering from COVID. Like I'm three weeks out, but it's still just really taking its toll on me. But I've been like saving this story for you because I can see you. You know, listeners can't see us, but you can see me right now because of our online studio. Are you a long COVID person, do you think? I, last time I didn't even know I had it. I only found out because I took a test before I went to go see mom and dad. But this time, like it just, the cough hung on and I'm like, just curious if that would like qualify as. I know as that's a, interesting. I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you if if I still have symptoms next week of like cough, I'll probably go to the doctor. Okay, okay. are you ready? Tell for me this? your story. Give are you ready me. for this? So well, you're building it up. This, you're building is it so up. Funny. This, better, this better be freaking this, hilarious. This is like any like I think mom could relate with this. I don't care how old you are if you've had a child or carried them. Okay, so I've had this cough. That's obviously a, a COVID cough. And I got, I'm not staying at my house right now because we're doing work in it. So I'm staying at my in-laws house and we're close to a golf course. So it was dusk. And I said, I'm going to go take the dog, my, our big golden retriever for a quick golf course walk, you know, before it gets dark. So I say, say goodbye to the kids and, to, and my husband and mom was there, by the way. Now mom was, was staying overnight for two nights. Okay. So I go out the door and I'm like, oh, it's dusk. I should, I should keep him on leash because fun fact, in the Midwest, we have coyotes, right? Especially on the golf course. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, keep him on the leash. So I cut through the woods to get onto the golf course. We get out to the golf course. I'm literally in like fur, like rag and bone slides, however you call them. A moccasin? It's not even, a, yes. you know, it's like the, the open back. Okay. I don't have on okay. great shoes. I just got a blowout because I was going to an event the next day, which I really don't do often. So my hair was looking really good. As I get out there, it starts to drizzle. And I'm just like, oh, no, 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 no. So what I want to do is I want to take my sweater and put it over my head. I'm like, I've got to cover my head. I don't want to take my jacket because it's cold. So I take my, I start with the dog's leash is on my wrist. Just try to imagine this, dog's leash on my wrist. I start to take my sweater off underneath my jacket. And as I just get it, over the top of my head, over my eyes, the dog takes off. Now, I swear to God, I have a sweater over my head with my jacket still on. It's like a Scooby-Doo episode. I can't get the wrist, the, the leash off of my wrist. It's like a circle around my wrist and I have to start running for my fucking life 
with moccasins on, like a slide. But because you wouldn't let go of the dog. I you couldn't mean, let you go could... of the dog. I couldn't let go of the dog. It was attached to my wrist. I literally <laughs> was sprinting. Like I, I never was a runner. Like I can't even explain to you. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I was screaming no to the dog, but like nothing could stop him. I ran. He was, I'm sure chasing what? He was, like a, he a was bunny or flooding. Something? No, he was flooding the geese. There was geese oh on the God. pond and he decided oh to God. flood them. And I couldn't let go of his, I, I, I cannot even believe it by the grace of the universe eventually i was able to like manipulate my wrist while running while also talent peeing my pants and this is what i was getting at about oh, wait it. you mean peeing your pants of laughter no, or no, you just because when you run at top speed after having three babies and you run at top speed like literally i just completely completely peed myself like it was <gasps> such a disaster no 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 like i can't even explain to you what happened like the dog finally Ooh. got loose and I, I couldn't believe it. The fact that I didn't fall is like so insane that I That's managed to get it off of my wrist because you have to realize my hands were tied up because I had like a sweater midway off, literally covering my head. Like that's why I'm like, it was like a Scooby-Doo episode. And the, the next day, like I realized I still, you guys, I, I literally have bruises around my ankles because that's where like the slide went up to. And there was so much pressure on the like top of my foot and ankle when I ran because like just can you imagine the steps? No, the steps no. of running that I was taking. But, but wait, P.S. You had something over your face, so you couldn't see. I couldn't see. Yeah. I was headless. <laughs> I was a headless runner. Like, let's on just the be clear: you no, couldn't no, see you, anything, or could you like a, kind of see through it a little bit? Wait, no, like no, a, no, no. It was an opaque. It was this sweater. It was an opaque. Sweater. I couldn't oh, see Jesus. anything. When insane. I came back to to mom and, and my husband, yeah, I was like, no, how can I ever explain You'll this never you? know what just happened to me. You'll <laughs> never know what I just survived. I can't like, believe like, you didn't even have like a neighbor witness. No, no witness. Isn't that, but isn't that funny when that happens, when something crazy happens and you're like, did that really happen because nobody else saw it? Isn't there a saying like that? Like if a tree falls in the woods, oh no, no, nobody me. saw it. Did it happen or nobody oh, heard yeah, it? I think something? there is. A, don't try to do a euphemism. We're really yeah, no, bad no, at those. No. Just we're going to just get that out there right a now. Euthanization? What? No, no, no. Euphemism. <laughs> I, I, oh. I, I, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Anyhow, well, I'm glad you're alive and that Junior didn't kill you. I don't have any like crazy story like that to tell you, but um, no, we're just like you know hanging down here, getting ready to travel, and it's kind of that like wind up moment of school and like social things that you're trying to get in before you leave. And I'm just having a hard time because it's that juggle of trying to get your date night in, which like sometimes I feel like we privilege. get on such a role privilege. of like privilege. Yes. But like try, you know, also like necessary right. privilege because yeah. also like, you know, you watch Instagram and you're like, holy shit, if I didn't get in my 90 minute conversation with, with my your husband, husband this week, we're definitely going to divorce court. Like we have to get it in. And so I feel like now I'm like very aware of these things. And when we get, we go through these phases where it's like, oh my God, it's so hard to get that in because you, you have like, you know, a new girlfriend dinner date tomorrow. And then the next day I have like a fun show I'm going to with girls. And it's like, we're traveling right after that, which will be like, oh, hi, I'll see you passing in the night. Barely have a conversation if it's not bicker. I know what you mean. It's like, it's together time, but really you're, it's like survival of the fittest when you travel as a family. No, it's like, it's, it's literally like pilot, co-pilot conversation. It's like flying a crazy plane through a, mm. a storm. But it's all worth it. I have to say though, yeah, it sounds no, like, we, yeah, you have, you're, you're doing like a lot of social stuff. So that's, that's the hit that you're taking. I mean, that's more than I sign up for in a week. Well, I try to have, um, what do you call it? Um, I try to have 
restraint or like plan it accordingly so that I don't, but just like I said, I think because of the travel and the wrapping up, you're trying to get certain things in or whatnot, but that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Are we not Blaine? Well, navigating adult relationships and friendships. I think that's the topic du jour. You ready to dive into it? Social lives. All right, let's do it. You and I have noticed that in the last couple of years, we were very surprised to experience the loss of some friendships and, of course, the gain, which is maybe more, you can expect the gain of new relationships if you're a social individual or if you relocate. However, I can say I've definitely been caught off guard by kind of like just the, the loss, the loss that I've experienced in the last few years of relationships that I never thought that I'd live without. And it's not something that's really spoken about often. I mean, people really don't open up necessarily about losing friendships or well, about- because it's usually, it's, it's usually painful. So exactly. one of the things that you and I have kind of identified are that there's usually two reasons that we lose a friendship and it's either because of a slow fizzle or it's because of a traumatic event and or like a kind of a like number a number of events yeah like yeah, a building like a, common, a building yeah. of dramatic events if you will yeah i'm just like maybe bumping heads or not having lives whatever not 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 rolling in the same flow exactly exactly so you know some the fizzle i think is something that we see with probably stage of life and again this is why we're as you you know have children or have career changes, relationships change. Even with that said, I have to say, I've been very surprised because I've another thing, I was not able to anticipate the continuous shift of friends that happen throughout life and phases of lives. And that's something I've experienced here where you, I had so many friends or I made so many friends when I moved here and we were all pregnant at the same time and had our babies at the same time. And then you realize that as life continues to go and people have other, maybe more children or people move away, there are people that you connected with so strongly, but you just can't stay connected with because they're not right in front of you. We see that even with kids. I noticed that with my son, that it's kind of like, he's like, whatever's right in front of him is what he wants to do, who he wants to play with. It's, it's kind of like, they're for, forgetful, you know, it's, and, and I think that's a good way of saying it. Yes. They're, they're very in the moment. In the moment. And I think with, when you have busy lives, that's one of the tricky things is figuring out who you have time to hang out with and where you want to spend your time. And I always say this, that like, I used to think of it as Instagram rhetoric, this whole idea of like protecting your energy or like your time is valuable. It never, like, it was just a conceptual idea. I never really, it didn't resonate with me until the last few years where I've started to realize that, yeah, we can't spend time constantly outside of our home socializing. One, there's a lot of value inside the home when you have family or a relationship. And two, like there's just only only so many hours in the day. And so much energy. Like that. that's one of the things I realize even now that all three kids are in school. Sometimes I pack so much in in that time before I pick them up that by the time I get them, I'm literally like, Oh, I'm so exhausted. <laughs> I'm like, holy shimoli, I have a really long day ahead of me now with them to the point that I'm actually off duty. Like, why did I just, you know, expend so much energy until three o'clock? Like I should, I wish I had more discipline to kind of carve out just like a restorative moment, oh, you know? God. 
That I think that I always try to remind myself that that will come later. You mean like you'll sleep on your dad type thing. Well, or when your kids are in college. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, in regard to the the loss, like I I've noticed that the more that I talk about it with with friends, how many women carry like a small ache in their heart for a friendship that they've lost along the way. You know, whether it was like their maid of honor in their wedding or one of their best friends from college or, you know, someone that they had their their first baby with in the city. And you mean lost, not just like, oh, we're not, like we're not as close anymore. We live so far apart. You know, we can't, you're, you're talking about more like, it's like officially like we're not friends anymore. I think a little bit of both, right? But mostly, like like I said, the traumatic event and or a slow build of, of events that kind of, that kind of, come to the point where it's just like, yeah, we, we're, we can't do this yeah, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're just burned out on each other for whatever reason. And I think you and I have talked a little bit about the idea of chemistry and how like, you know, with new friends, you can't really put a finger on what it is that attracts you to each other. Like it's chemistry. Right. And I think what's very hard about long relationships that you lose is, is that inevitably there was once a chemistry. There was a, a mutual attraction. Yes, there was a that's mutual a good point. Yeah. Yeah. There was like a mutual investment and interest. And I can say that like I've I've lost two friendships have kind of fizzled out for me in the last year. I never thought that would happen. And it's, you know, I'm not someone who um like closes the door with peace. Like it's Sometimes I lay in bed and think about it at night. Like you mean, I, like you don't mean that peace, but you mean like easily. You don't close no, the door. Like, well, no, I, I think what I mean is is that some you people suffer for it. Yeah, well, some people suffer less in life because they're decisive and they're like, "No, nah, I'm not doing that anymore." Me, it's like, well, I actually I like diversity in my friendships. I don't want everybody to be just like me. I don't want everybody to like to think politically the same, or you know, I, I think it's good to have diversity of thinking and people bring other things to the table. So with that said, sometimes you can have more conflict. For me, I see people as a whole. So even if it's not working in the in the friendship anymore, there's a reason that it fizzles out or there's a traumatic event. I'm saddened sometimes because I still miss other things that that person brought to the table. I miss the friendship. Yes. And, and I think, but this is where life and uh, I mean, not that we're so wise yet, but with wisdom, you do start to realize that you're like also it shouldn't take so much work to maintain a friendship. And I even remember that in college that you and I shared a couple of friends, I can count on one hand only, no names, that we realized really early on, it was like, whoa, this person is like high maintenance. They get like upset if you leave them at a party or you're not like- Or if you're late, if you're late. If you're late. Yes, just, just reactive or something like that where I think you and I as a team- <laughs> team Curtis, you know, kind of decide. Yeah, Team Curtis, we're like, eh, like I don't know if this person can hang because this is exhausting. And we and we were like, quote unquote, good friends. By the way, we weren't like you know some jerks just like rolling around leaving people in the dust. No, we were aloof. We were aloof to certain things that were maybe potentially upsetting them. And I think you and I agreed mutually, like this, this, she's too high maintenance. We're going to eventually- And usually it was a pattern. Like you, it would have to happen a few times. And, and so the point is though, is that now in our adult lives, when you have so much happening and time is even more limited for exploration, et cetera, like I would say, I, I don't I don't know where I fall on the decisive or indecisive point. Cause I, to be honest with you, that that hasn't happened to me yet at this point in my right. life, like a decisive friendship end. Right. I would say that, yeah, it is okay to sometimes say, like, hey, this is exhausting. Like, I love you. 
And maybe you don't even have to say that. Maybe it's just something that naturally occurs where you sometimes just have to let go and be like, this is just like too much or we're always bantering or we're, oh. we're not, we're not in the same flow. I mean, well, I, and sometimes I know that, you know, some, sometimes someone can be too provocative. They're always bringing something to the table that doesn't work for the group. And that's hard because you're kind of like navigating as a group and one person's getting offended over here. Another person's getting offended over there. Well, that's why phase of life, though, I do also think is important because if if people are in like completely different phases of lives, what's important to them is very different. Sure, sure. I mean, it just, I, and I'm referring to some, you yeah. know, somebody. <clears throat> but anyhow, with that being said, it can still be very hard. I think I've experienced a lot more of the just, where it's people that, that I feel so close to, but I'm like, I wish I could fly to... Los Angeles to go have lunch with this person, but right. I can't, or like, right. you know, I can't take right. a trip out there with my kids or without my kids for Christ's sake. You know, it's people that you want to continue fomenting relationships with, but you just actually can't. And you have to sometimes let go of and, you know, hope that the universe pulls you together to cross over at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, it's a good point that like, I feel like when we were flight attendants mm-hmm. <laughs> back in the private jet days, I remember that I was able to maintain so many distance relationships because I'd be like, I'm in San Francisco tonight. Who wants yes. to go to dinner? And, yes. you know, two or three people will come out from different walks of life. And we, yeah, it was so no strings attached to it. It was so easy. Like people, and because people might know it's only one night, it's like, boom, easy they, to they drop, drop their stuff yeah. to, to come, come be together. One of the things that I feel that I've faced a lot in the last couple of years also is just like the navigating of friendships and trying to figure out who to put time into change is something inevitable. Like that's change is constant, right? So we're constantly evolving and being around different people, especially when you have kids. And if you have more than one, like you've got three kids that are, that they have their kids in their class, you've got birthday parties, you've got activities. Well, I'd like to mention if it's not kids, it's also career. You know, there's good point. You you know, if, if, if you don't have kids, you could be really moving up in your career, focusing on something else. And that's going to continue to expose you to new people, new friendships, new, you know, New relationships and and in general, just and and then you have that also because so much of work sometimes is relationships and um, networking. But um, I definitely feel like for me that's been challenging to navigate, especially living in a transient area where there are people who there's your long term people that are families that have been here for a long time. Then there's a lot of people who come here for a stint of time. Maybe they're going to raise their kids here for their whole, you know whatever. Well, so you you have to be more discerning about where you put your energy because you don't know who's going to stick around. A hundred percent. And I've, it's happened many times. And now I really try to check myself and make sure that I have diversity and friendship that I, I nurture friendships that I know are long-term. Um, and that I know are kind of people that are here like for the long run, because I've invested so much time in people who've left and it's, really sad. I mean, you move on after it. Like, don't, I mean, again, change is constant. Then you're like, all right, it's very sad. Now I move on though. And I've, you fill in with other people, but it's like, every time you find out somebody's moving, I'm like, so I'm sure it's devastating. One more down. It's devastating. Well, so one of the things that I've noticed here, like being in a small community, just right outside the city is, you know, again, I've mentioned in our pilot episode about how I kind of, you know, moved here later and had to make a whole new group of friends later in life when not as many people, quote unquote, no new friends. No, they didn't need new friends, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, for me, 
once I started getting into networks or having friendships, whether it was kids' friends or, you know, exposure through other things, I started to kind of realize that I didn't have time to be friends with everyone. And then I started to kind of like assess who do I have chemistry with? Who do I have truly like that mutual interest in? Yeah. Maybe not just a kid in the same class, but also chemistry. Yeah. Just like things in common or like something that I just love and am attracted to about this person. And, and then it gets into this idea of, oh, I'm just going to say it, the social climbing that exists. Anytime you're in a community where, you know, a who's who, there starts to be some sort of a social climbing. And I can say that there have been moments where I question like, why does someone even want to hang out with me? Like, am I like a monopoly piece for like trying to broker a deal to be friends with someone else that I'm friends with? Because I'm not interested in that. But you also notice that there's a lot of people out there who just want to be part of groups, but they're not necessarily furthering front, like getting to really know each other. And and I think that happens sometimes where you're like, okay, yeah, I've had some group dinners and group things where you're, you're meeting people. And you're also just like, okay, we have to go deeper because at the end of the day, I'm not in college anymore. I'm not in that like super young adult life. It's not frivolous. It's not just fluff. Well, yeah. Like I need, I don't want to be, it's boring. If not, if you're not actually like talking about life and getting into conversations and opening up to each other, people aren't capable of that. Well, not everybody's interested in that. And that's what I think is interesting. I think you and I have always like, like to get to know people on a deeper level. And I always remember I have a friend in the city who would say like, Lane, like we can always find you in the corner of the party, like getting in a deep conversation, like we lose you all night. And it's like, oh my God, I, I didn't realize that. But it's like, I probably find more value in like, I don't want to sit there and talk to six people and just like make jokes. I want to get to know somebody better or walk away and be like, oh, that was really like, I learned something. And that is how you create actual friendships that are and more meaningful. And bo- yeah. So I, I feel like that's something that I'm seeing now. And like the the other thing that I've talked to you about is this like group mentality of, you know, there's, you know, couples getting together and, and especially with schools and there's group travel with school. And I just wow. saw that this week in my daughter's first grade class and God bless it. I think it's like, it's super cute. It's completely unavailable to <laughs> I just mean like I can't for 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 us for my family it doesn't work and like but clearly you have like a feeling behind that because you're bringing it up. I yeah I have a feeling behind it which is that like dang like now I feel bad because my daughter's going to hear about it and I wonder if she's going to say you know why didn't we go on this trip with half the class or but it's just not you know like I said it's It's not not your cup of tea. Well, when you say it's not accessible, is it because? I would say, well, first off timing, you know, we, we like, we like to come home in the summers. I like, there's, there's certain things that I prioritize. But if it weren't Family timing, time. if it weren't timing, would you want to go on a group trip? Are you, are you calling my bluff here? Well, no, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I kind no, of the like. the truth is that, no, yes, you are. I, I would not want to, because I also really value the intimate time. I feel like the time that we're not traveling as a family is so kind of, there's so many moving parts that I think it's so important to slow down as a family. Do I come from a place of privilege since I have a twin sister with her kids that we travel together sometimes? And I also have like a sister-in-law. In. Yeah, built in. And I have a sister-in-law on the other side. She has two kids that we travel with also sometimes. So the point is, is that I have family to do those things with, right. cousins for the kids. So maybe that's a luxury that I have that not everybody has where they might have to be like, well, yeah, if we want our kids to have somebody else to play with, we need to curate that on our own. So I don't want to judge that. It's more so that, of course, one of my other thoughts that goes through my head is like, wow, are we 
is there no sacred time to just do family trips now? I don't know. Well, I I think that it seems to me like what you're really triggered by is that you know what it feels like to miss out. And now you don't, you're, you're protecting your daughter in a little bit of a way because you're seeing that she could eventually feel those emotions, which are inevitable. And there, it might even be like, Oh my God, a teachable moment where it's like, yeah, even adults feel left out sometimes. However, this is something that my husband and I talk about this idea of being informed from the outside world or informed by us, by ourselves. The truth is, is that I'm actually impressed with people getting organizing that and getting it together. I think it's more like my own insecurity of not being able to accommodate it or feeling like, oh, another mom fail. Now my daughter's going to feel left out and I, I can't make that trip happen. But again, maybe that's an opportunity to teach them in real time. Like, hey, you, everybody misses out. There's always going to be, we can't be everywhere at once. I think you know the answer that you, you don't really want to do those group trips. That's not how you want to spend your time. No, I don't. I, I just know that I still have to do those check-ins because it's just the same way that it's- that No, it's like, our, it's like our mutual bestie says, everybody wants an invite. Everybody wants, wants an invite. Well, that, well, and that was, there was an invite, but that's actually a different topic because there are some things that you don't get an invite to, which has definitely happened to me where you and I have talked about this, where there's sometimes like groups that form and, and you're not putting your time in with that group anymore and then you're not getting invited and then you feel kind of bad. And, and then you have to go through that thought process of like, wait a minute, is this a group I've been investing in or spending my time with? Okay, why do I actually really feel bad? Is it just because everybody wants an invite? Yeah. You know, if that's Mostly. the reason, then get over it, basically. Right, right, right. And, and that's, I've, I've had to like navigate that in the last couple of years, which I never had like anticipated. I never thought about that. And it's been humbling in, in ways and, and just eye opening, like you said, check in with yourself, not right. with just, Right. What was, how did you say that? And- well, don't, not to be informed by the outside world. I mean, yes. it's so easy. That was one of my things with even moving to the suburbs in the first place. I kind of said to, to my husband, like, I'm so scared that I'm going to leave the city. I'm going to move there and I'm going to only want to carry one of five handbags. I'm going to want to drive one of five cars. I'm going to just like lose any of my creativity. I'm going to be like, cause we're only human, right? We get brainwashed eventually. Like what you when see. That, when does that happen in like another year or two? <laughs> Hopefully never, but like truly, you know, it's like, I mean, I even joke about this with trips and stuff that it's like, sometimes I have to remind myself, like, I think it's confusing when you see people constantly traveling on every long weekend, every holiday. And it's like, wait a minute, that's not necessarily the norm. Not everybody can do that with like a family of five. Like sometimes we can sit back and watch it happen and use that money for something else. And that's, again, it's the idea of not being informed from the outside world. Like, what does our family need? That's a constant check-in. Well, so yes. And that's one of, you know, the whole keeping up with the Joneses thing. I never understood. I I thought it was rhetoric. I thought it was rhetoric, but now I realize I'm like, oh, it's not, it's not this conscious trying to keep up. It's just, it's like a group think thing where it's like, well, this is what you're supposed to be doing now. And it's like stopping and saying, no, I don't have to do that just because other people are doing it and their group. And I don't have to feel bad because I'm not doing it. I I always tell my husband that it's disorienting. I'm like, it's not keeping up with the Joneses. It's disorienting because when everything, when everyone's doing the same thing around you, you you start to get disoriented. You lose touch with what's realistic yeah, you, or yeah, what's absolutely. attainable or what should be and, and what does our family need? So that's like, ooh. Well, I think this is going to be continue to be like a topic that we continue to touch on. Mm-hmm. 
So really, just to kind of wrap up this friendship talk, in order for friendships to stand the, or withstand the test of time, better yet, you really have to have a mutual investment and idea of where you want to go in the friendship. Can you forgive? A mutual interest. A mutual interest, yes. Oh, not unlike romantic, right, now. A lot like romantic relationships, there's this element of we can't assume that you know, you have all these things in common in your 20s and that it, we're going to evolve together into our 40s. Sometimes somebody gets off and goes on a different roller coaster ride. It's not a better or worse one. It's just a different ride. And then sometimes they get back on that roller coaster again and they're on the same ride. But we can't assume that we're always going to evolve together. And I think it's, I think we really do have to be kind on each other or kind on ourselves and not be hard on ourselves about sometimes having to let things go or not being able to stay up as much as you want to with friendships. And, and like the more like traumatic losses, like you said, sometimes it does have to happen and it doesn't mean it won't come back again. It just, there has to be a pause button. I think I still hold on hope that maybe in a year or two, like relationships don't have to be done forever. There's just maybe times that they need to be cooled down. Very serious. Very. <laughs> Little fire extinguisher. Okay. Well, we look forward to hearing any feedback. There might be, you know, sub conversations to this topic that, you know, listeners are interested in. Yeah. Well, and who relates to this? Like have other people can, which side of the story have you been on? Which side of the equation? And have you had to let go of friendships, maybe painfully that just weren't serving you anymore or were maybe not healthy? We're all in this together. And this hopefully lets people know that you're not alone if you have experienced this. You know, this is something. We're all going through the same. There you go. All right. Double trouble. Checking out. All right. Have a good one. Love you. Bye.